live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Let's bring him in. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy has been sitting yes. on hole waiting. Let's see what Jeremy has to say. All right, Jeremy. I need three of the top five teams in the NBA Eastern oh! Conference. Eastern. All right. No, now it's Eastern. Second. All, all, all you got to do is just hit the, no, hit the button. You just have man. to hit the Eastern Conference button right on, there, on your on. screen right there, man. <laughs> Come on, Jeremy. You should know. Don't Google. Come on. Five seconds. Brooklyn. My, Milwaukee, of course. Two seconds. And, uh, <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give it to you, Jeremy. Okay, all right. All right. Hang on the line real quick, Jeremy. Yeah, he won 15 bucks from Upside Bar and Lounge. Well done. Let's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. I See, here's the thing. We know you all can Google. I want you to call and just give your honest, legitimate guess. And it's okay if you don't know. You know, but Google, you know, Google, it's a false win if you Google and win. It's a false win. It's a fake win. Sadly so. Um, we will dive into this. Uh, Barry Thompson is on hold. We're going to get to him once we get uh, organized here. But Barry Thompson, we're going we're, we're gonna to talk Christmas top five songs. And I fell deep, 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 deep into the, the rabbit hole uh, trying to figure out uh, what the top five were going to be and what would be. And then it, the deeper it went, I, I, re- I realized a couple of things. So I would separate songs into traditional Christmas songs, right? So longevity matters. Then rock and roll Christmas songs, right? Rock and roll Christmas songs. And then... There was a combination of hip hop and comedy hip uh, Christmas songs. So, over the next two days, we will we will dive deeply into it. I'm pretty sure Barry will have his his top five. But Nick, if you would please, sir. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. It makes you put bass in your voice. <laughs> say, say it with your chest, you see. Right? Say it with your chest. Right? Like, let's do it. Let's bring in Barry Thompson. 
Fairfax football. Okay. BT, what's happening, man? Oh, man, everything and all, all the things that are good, that, that's what's happening. It's a great time of year, and um, it's just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So we will we will save – we will put the music selection at the back end with the food. Okay, great. Just so we can you – know, we'll kind of prepare ourselves and build up for that. Uh, the news teasing, of the day – the news of the tease out there. Teasing, yeah. Teasing, y'all. You know, hit him with it, hit him with it, hit him with it. Uh, <laughs> the, the news of the day, and from a coaching standpoint, Urban Meyer being fired from Jacksonville. Where do yep. you where do you put that? Is this is this a it's just a bad marriage? Uh, is it is it history playing out again? Uh, did they not? Did they find out some things that they did not know? Um, will Urban ever coach again? There's a ton of questions. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Sound like the soap opera. Stay tuned, right? Yeah, stay William. tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, you know, DP, it was funny. I was just I was, first. Of all, I'm going to give a little shout out to. I got a little coaching group in Northern Virginia. And uh, I think some of them are tuning in. And one of the coaches from that group just asked me that same question today. And, and here was my answer. I think the urban thing writ large is something that happens on a micro basis throughout the league every year. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at the Detroit Lions. And I, I'm no disrespect to Detroit fans. I'm a Raider fan. They haven't been consistently good in a while. But that same thing exists at the top that's being exposed here between the owner and Urban. It, it's, it, it didn't come out right. So it starts with the owner making a good decision about who to hire, right? And, and what is it that they want? It's kind of like the quarterback position. What does the owner want? If the owner understands what they want, they're going to more likely hire the right person. If they hire the wrong person, and they, that, that has its path of its own. If they hire the right person, but they don't give that person the budget to do what they need to do, that also leads to less than optimal conditions. So, yes, it's easy to jump on Urban right now, but I think this is just something that happens repeatedly throughout the league. There's only a few franchises over the last few years that have been consistent performers between the front office and the coaching staff. You know, the Steelers, although they're down a little bit, the Ravens have been consistent. The Patriots have been consistent. Um, I don't know who else out there has been a consistent performer. Uh, Maybe you can – L.A.'s kind of popping up with a little bit of consistency. But there are very few franchises in the NFL that kind of have that right mix. Arizona seems to be on a run lately. You know, with the people that they chose, and once they got Kurt Warner there, they, they've kind of been on the run of managing things correctly. But there are so many franchises out there that are struggling for whatever reason to get it right. And this is Urban Meyer, and, you know, he did have the you know all the glamour and the glitz with this, but I think it happens all the time in the NFL DP. You can tell me, but I, that's my opinion. We, we we pay attention to this stuff because we hear these we get the cyclical version of these stories right well well he's he, he's a great coach but not every not even a great coach is great in every situation or environment right that the environments yeah. have to match the talent has to match the goal the goal has to match uh, the mission all of those things play a part of it and people tend to say well no this guy's a winner he won here and he won there so he should be able to win ever, anywhere no. Winning at Florida, winning at Utah, winning at Ohio State is not the same as winning with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
this is a stark reminder that you still have work to do no matter where you are. That's exactly right. And remember, there, we're, we're both old enough to remember uh, that there was a time when college coaches had a stigma of coming into the NFL. They didn't understand the game. They didn't know how to manage people. Like Lou Holtz had his little dalliance, and there were a few other college coaches. And then it stopped, right? It kind of stopped with Jimmy Johnson, right, going from University of Miami to going to Dallas. And then there were college coaches that kind of crossed over and went. And so now here's another another little pause. What's interesting about this is they're not they're not talking about this in terms of he's a college coach and he didn't know the pro game, right? They, they're, they're talking about this in very specific terms, that these were things that he did that weren't good decisions, that rubbed people the wrong way. And, and I saw some synopsis of it. It was a lot of not good decisions uh, or decisions that didn't turn out right. A string of them. Why they occurred, I don't know. Uh, but you're right about these coaches. Like I talked to you about quarterbacks. What matters about quarterbacks is, is the ecosystem around them. If you're asking a quarterback or a coach to do the things that they're really good about, you have the ecosystem around them to support that, they're going to, be, they're going to do really well. There are a few coaches out there, as Bum Phillips used to say about Don Shula, that can take his and beat Yorn mm-hmm. and take Yorn and beat his. Mm-hmm. Those coaches – don't exist in great quantity. They're out there, but they don't exist in great quantity. So most coaches have to be the right guy for the right organization. You look at the Steelers, even though Tomlin's had a down year and everybody wants to jump on them, the Steelers have been remarkable, the Rooney family, in choosing the right guy for what they're doing, whether it was Noel or Cower and now Tomlin. They've had remarkable consistency. You look at Kraft, you know, uh, settling on Belichick. People forget that Belichick was inches away from signing with the Jets, and he said, nah. And then he wound up at, up at, uh, in New England, and it, it's a perfect fit. And changed uh, history. Any of those runs. Go ahead. Yeah, and changed history. <laughs> yes, yes. But any of those runs. Like, you know, and it, and it comes in all forms. Like, we go back, we always talk about, you know, where we're from, but Joe Jackson Gibbs was not high up on anybody's list. Right. But whoever was searching for Jack Kent Cook and Bobby Beathard, they said, here's the guy. It didn't start off right. But oh, and five. Those guys that it, yeah, but, but that triumph variant that they had worked. Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like <gasps> Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, Crispy Nugs, Crispy Nugs, Strawberry Lemonade, Dave's, Dave's, Nugs, Nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. Right. And, uh, you know, the Raiders, when they were in their heyday with, with Al Davis, and whether it was Madden or, or Flores, or, you know, they had something there that kind of was the right guy who understood what they wanted, and it worked. Any of these organizations that go on these runs, they have it right. Any of your teams out there that aren't firing on all cylinders, they got it wrong. And we're still fans. You know, we're still fans. We're still hopeful. But it happens more than you think. Yeah. We're talking to Barry Thompson, Fairfax Football Academy. Barry, this is – I've introduced you to, to a young man because I wanted you to look at his at his work, his, his body right. of work. And – Yesterday was you know early signing day and folks get all you know, excited. Everybody wants to be a part of the parade and the pageantry. 
but some guys get are on the outside looking in, and not necessarily in a bad way. But in this particular case, I wanted to ask because there's a young man that asked you to look at his film. Local kid, uh, record setter, Gatorade player of the year for the state of Nebraska. I asked you to, to look at Noah Walters. What do you see when you look at Noah, uh, Noah and his, his, his body of work? A guy can play football. I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> but this is so much because uh, I've been through this, you know, eight times, times the number of quarterbacks that I've had. And I haven't been at the highest, highest level, but I had Lindell Stone, who was a 30-offer guy. He, you know, he had offers from you know Wisconsin, the Big Ten, and Indiana, and things like that, as well as other schools. So I've been near that top end, and I've been down to where Noah is, too. Um, it's just really interesting. It, 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 what I've learned over the years, and I'm getting better at, at advising quarterbacks what to do, is I simply ask them, are you being recruited today? And they'll go, no. And I say, okay, so what can we do to start to get you recruited today? Because you're a college player. And that saves a lot of time and money and tends to get the quarterback where he needs to be. But there are guys like there, there Noah that have every right to think, hey, you should be looking at me. I'm doing everything. And sometimes they just don't look at them. They just, they just find a reason. Hey, how tall are you? I'm six two. Man, we wish we were six three. Right. How much do you weigh? I weigh one ninety. Oh man, if you weigh one ninety five, we could get on you. Right. I mean, really, that's what's keeping you from this player. But it's real world stuff. Now, with players like Noah, and I've had this experience. I'll tell you two experiences I had. I had a guy, Grant Wilson, who came out there with Fordham, right, to open up at Memorial. He he wasn't a starter, but Grant's in line to to do his thing. Uh, Grant checked all the boxes. He was 6'3", 220. He had the height. He had the weight. Uh, he threw the ball a lot and threw it well against good competition, and nobody wanted him. And then uh, Fordham came in late, and they were actually surprised that he was available, and they jumped on him, and they got him, and he couldn't be happier at Fordham. He really couldn't. It just couldn't have worked out better. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, I he, another, just, he just won awards, right? No, he, I, I'll check. Tony Musket. Musket did. Tony, That's right. Yeah, Tony. Tony. Tony hit the ground running. Tony, go back and look at his freshman. He's got like a list of freshman awards from the spring season. Uh, I think they were undefeated, and then he came back in the fall. He's gotten better, and he's a. Uh, I think he was a freshman All American, now he's a sophomore All American. Tony is is going to be all right. But yeah. but actually, Tony was in that same boat. Tony and Grant were at a late spring deal their senior year and they were both side by side and i can rattle off the schools that were there and uh two of the schools pulled the trigger on tony and they didn't didn't want grant and then they went through the season and then here comes fordham the other one i will tell you is what happens after signing day right people don't think about that nobody wants to wait that long but i have aj dar who is at uh, robert morris and aj didn't get signed until after the february signing day yeah. Well, I didn't, so, you know, I, I tell people all the time. No one's not going to have to wait that long. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. We're, we're pushing <laughs> that. All right. So it is, it is the time uh, of the season that we, we like to sing songs and be in place and yeah. the songs that move us in, in, in that positive, uh, peaceful uh, momentum space for you. What, what, if I, yeah. I needed you, you're the DJ. So you're now, now DJ uh, such and such. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I promise you no pentonic. Okay, there we go. I heard the pentonics thing. 
and and all respect to those guys like because when it comes to Christmas music, uh, you know you could pick any of the standards you know that that you know that people have mentioned, and I, I like those too. But if you're asking me, if I'm going to sit down with a, a warm hot toddy, and you know there's that moment where you can just relax and put your feet up, and the house is lit up, and there's something smelling good that's cooking, and what music that I want to put. I tend toward the blues Christmas music. Okay. So I love uh, Charles Brown, Merry Christmas, Baby. Very good. Uh, I love uh, Aaron Neville, Please Come Home for Christmas. Nice. I mean, I like it. I like it. You've got to put Miss Kit in there. Hold on. Baby. Hold on. Did you just say Eartha Kit? Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay, so we're 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 in good company. Then what else you got? And then I like uh there's two other small categories that kind of fit in that for me. I like something that's a little bit different, but classic. So I go back to David Bowie and Bing Crosby. What? Well, hold on, hold on. Right, little drummer. Boy, uh, hold on, right? hold on. Pause. Okay, pause. All right. pause. They told me yeah. 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 Come on, man. Right. Come on. And then um, I. Two more. The Temptations singing Rudolph Redner's Reindeer is kind of, oh, you know, it's. Hold on, uh, hold on. You got that one too? Hold on. <laughs> no, we got, no, no, no. We had, we had a different one, though, but go ahead. Yes, yes, that's the Temptations. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, man. Yes, right. right. Come on. Okay. And the last thing, the last thing is anytime Louis Armstrong. Puts his touch on a on an emotional a song that has emotion in it. Yeah, I'm in. And so I really like his uh, Christmas in New Orleans. Christmas in New Orleans. Christmas I would have gone by with. Louis Armstrong. I would have gone yeah. with. Is that you, Santa Claus? Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, you can go down the list. But so I'm the blues Santa Claus guy. I don't not like. You know, I heard you talking about the peanuts and. Right. You know, and, and when they do their dance and stuff, I yeah, I like all that stuff. But if you're going to ask me at that moment in the house, uh, Cindy might get bad, but I'll, those are songs I'm clicking on. Okay. <laughs> we line it up. All right, so what do we eat? What do we eat? Well, this is a goal. I haven't made it yet, but I'm going to make everybody's mouth water after it. There's a dish called porchetta. Okay, now, there is a way to make porchetta in the house, but what I'm after and if, take, if Ty Kim is listening, we've got to work on this. What I'm after is to make corpetta, uh, porchetta over a spit. So here, here's porchetta. It is a cut of the pig that starts up near the loin and goes all the way down to the belly. And it has the skin on it. So you're essentially taking bacon, and that's where the bacon comes from, and wrapping it around the pork loin. Mm. So anyway, to get into this dish, You've got to go to a butcher. We're going to get the cut. We've got to cut the skin off because we're going to use that later on. And we butterfly that meat as much as possible, including the loin. Then you score the crap out of it. And then all of your olive oil, your uh, your rosemary, the sage, uh, probably a little citrus, salt and pepper, garlic, all the good stuff just gets smothered into all those 
those little cross cuts. And then the meat is rolled up into a big roll. And then that skin that you took off goes on the outside. You need a big, thick butcher needle to kind of sew it up in there. And then it gets put onto a spit and rotates around for about two to three hours. And as it does that, that skin turns into crackling. So that when you go to slice this bad boy, <laughs> mm-hmm. it not only has that tenderloin that's essentially wrapped in bacon with all those flavors just, you know, oozing out of it, but then you get a little bit of crackling with each thing. Um, it's big enough to serve about 12 or 14 people. And if there's some left over, I heard that the, the sandwiches from this thing are absolutely so delicious, so moist that you simply get two pieces of bread and go to town on it. So porchetta is my goal over the next few days here. And when I cook it, I will send you a picture, and hopefully there will be a leftover for you somewhere. <laughs> oh, mercy. Good girl. Yeah, you, you wasn't joking. Porchetta. 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 We're all in. We're all in. Appreciate you, BT. Man, I'll talk to you Thanks a little bit. Thanks for having me. Man, good stuff. That's Barry Thompson. Fairfax Football Academy. Porchetta. Porchetta. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. We'll try to break more. Uh, Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. We'll see if we can get him on the phone here at 5.30 and then talk a little Christmas music to close out the show before we get to the truth at 6 o'clock with C.J. Wilshire and Kobe Webster. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with D.P. and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.